Around the Horns is sponsored by LTT Productions. Like, comment, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, even tell your grandma. Get the word out about Around the Horns and LTT and we can watch this thing grow together. Make sure you stay up to date on everything LTT Productions by following us on Twitter. You can follow LTT Productions on Twitter at LTT Productions 1. You can also follow the host of the Around the Horns podcast, Drew Pounton, on Twitter as well. That's at Pounton18. That's Mountain with a P18. Eli Grimes has been a busy man this offseason. Eli, friend of the No Playbook Show, has come out with a bunch of different ways for fans to get their NFL content. He dropped a website called TheSchemeFit.com where Eli, the Bears, myself, the Rams, Kyler, the Eagles, Branton, the Steelers, and John, the Dolphins, all write about our favorite teams. Eli has also dropped his own podcast talking about the Chicago Bears and relevant news around the NFL. The podcast is called The 270 Mile, and you can listen on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Again, theschemefit.com for our sports articles and The 270 Mile for Eli's podcast on Da Bears. Da Bears. Da Bears. Welcome back to another episode of Around the Horns. Today we're going to talk about Stafford being a 75 overall Madden rating, the quarterbacks ahead of him, my predicted stat leaders for the LA Rams, and we'll take a preview of the Rams schedule and we'll take a deeper dive into it next time on the Around the Horns podcast. How about we roll that intro, please? Shotgun snap, swing pass, left side, Gurley on the screen, 20. Got a block, 25. Into space, 40. And he's Todd on. Gurley hits the Jets midfield. He's on. Todd Gurley, 20, 10. Gurley for MVP. Touchdown, LA. Garoppolo under pressure. Steps back, throws the fade, back shoulder, Cooper Cup's got it, Cooper Cup brings it in, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown LA! Welcome back in Around the Horns episode number two, hopefully my audio isn't as peaked as it was last time I turned down the um, the audio sound, so how are you doing today? I miss talking to you a bunch, so we are back here talking about the LA Rams and uh, you know, I, I don't really want to dilly-dally around. I want to get straight into it. Matthew Stafford is being criminally disrespected by the EA community, and it's kind of getting annoying, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, Stafford, although he did have a relatively down season for when the games he played, he started to pick up, of course, in the Saints game where he got hurt. Stafford comes into Madden 24, rated as a 75 overall. Now, I can understand, you know, I think he was like an 85 last year. I can understand, you know, him dropping some overalls. He did get hurt. He did have, he was kind of struggling before he actually got injured. Um, but I can't understand dropping him this slow. There was just a report that came out reported by Dov Kleiman on Twitter where uh, executives and coaches and a bunch of other people around the NFL voted for their favorite or their top 10 quarterbacks in the entire league. Stafford was voted 10th overall. So uh, the 35-year-old quarterback for the Rams still voted and very highly touted by a lot of the execs in the league. Um, Madden doesn't see it that way. So let's let's take a look at some of the people, and we'll go one by one on, you know, um, why I think Stafford's better than him. Number one, 82 overall was Trevor Lawrence. Completely agree with that. I think Trevor Lawrence is too low. 
at this point, I would take T-Law over him. Um, I think Stafford and T-Law have a uh, – I think T-Law has a little bit of that gunslinger in him. Um, I just think, you know, at this point in their career, he's a little bit more accurate than uh, Stafford is. So uh, I completely agree with that rating uh, and everybody above him. I agree with, you know, the the Kirk Cousins, the Dak Prescott, the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I, I agree with all of those other people uh, on the list that are higher than him. But I do want to take a look at some of the people that they had ahead of him that I don't completely agree with. Starting off with Geno Smith. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of establishing yourself in the league first. Now, Gino definitely deserves some credit, had a phenomenal season, was a pro bowler last year. Um, you know, going, coming into this year, he's got a lot of pressure on him. Um, cause we all thought he was just a backup quarterback for the rest of his career, be it out your lock and Seahawks training camp to become the starter and really, um, establish himself as just that the starter of the Seahawks. But this is his first good year. You know, Stafford has been doing this since 09. You know, you, you, I, I feel like you're you're disrespecting some of the, the vets in the league by putting a Geno ahead of some of these guys that have been doing it for so much longer. I mean, I agree with his rating at, you know, an 81, 80. You know, I think, I, I, excuse me, it is an 81. And I agree with that. But, I mean, some of these guys that are ahead of him have been doing it at a higher level for longer than him. Like uh, a Jared Goff. Um Really, that's the only name on this list that I would take over Geno Smith. Uh, maybe Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson. We'll have to see how they play out. But, I mean, Geno has really, again, this was his first year coming into his own as a quarterback. Took over the or excuse me, the uh, Seahawks offense um, and made the most of it. But I, I, him being above Stafford, even though Stafford had a down year last year, he's been doing it for so much longer than, you know, a guy like Gino and I just I can't put uh, you know a guy who is coming off of a Super Bowl going into last year ahead of him and you know the offensive line was terrible Cooper Cup got hurt the Rams just were not it last year and we all know that you and I can accept that I just I can't agree with Gino being over him another guy Jared Goff I just I think Goff and Stafford are um not similar I think Goff is just I don't know. Jared Goff is a really interesting person. Um, I, I think Stafford's arm is better than his, and when it comes to quarterback stuff, that's all it really matters to. I think Stafford's just an overall better quarterback than Goff is, being you know the Rams traded Goff in an offseason later after getting Stafford won a Super Bowl. Jared Goff's not winning a Super Bowl with that team. They're not going what was it twelve and five or whatever. They may go ten and seven, eleven and six, nine and eight again, or but they're not going twelve and five, winning the Super Bowl outlasting the Bucks whenever Tom Brady was on that hellish comeback uh, in the divisional round. Goff's not doing that. So, I mean, everything, I just think Stafford is just an overall better quarterback than Jared Goff at this point in time. But I do want to give Goff his flowers. Had a good year last year. Has really proven himself to be a B to B-plus quarterback in the league. Um, and, you know, I, I want to give my flowers to Jared Goff for everything that he did for the Rams and, uh, you know, him still being a very good football player. Kyler Murray got hurt last year, was god-awful. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Um, definitely should be lower than Stafford. Derek Carr uh, is an interesting one because I think that him and Stafford are very similar, but I do like Stafford's arm just a little bit more. I like it not just a little bit. Uh, I just I just like it more. So for that reason, give me Carr. Watson played 11 games last year. or missed 11 games last year, so he only played six, and you're telling me that in those six games, Deshaun Watson was better than Matt Stafford in his – 
I, I don't remember how many games Stafford played. I think it was eight. Um, I'm gonna call you a fucking liar for that. Jimmy G, the quarterback that Matt Stafford beat to go to the Super Bowl, um, has never stayed healthy. Has a average arm at best. Is a poor decision maker along with Stafford. I'll give you that. Uh, but again, it goes back to Stafford having a way better arm than Garoppolo. So, again, a very easy decision for me. Give me Stafford over Jimmy G. Russell Wilson is a very interesting case. This is one of a potential guy that I might take over Stafford at this point, just because I'm I'm more of a fan of running quarterbacks. Uh, Stafford, um, outside of the top tier guys, uh, I'm really content with going into the 2023 season. But Russ, I just think that he adds another level to offenses, but he was god awful last year, like had more bathrooms and touchdowns for a majority of the season. So um, I can understand Russ being higher than him. But I would still lean more towards Stafford just because of the arm talent. And I just, I don't know, something, my gut, let me tell you that, my gut is going with Stafford more at this point. Uh, these last couple guys I'm going to fly through. Ryan Tannehill, literally about to lose his job to either Will Levis or Malik Willis. Uh, Justin Fields has a really good arm, lacking a little bit of accuracy. And is a damn good runner of the football. So um, as far as youth goes, give me Fields. But right now, give me Stafford just because I think above the neck, Stafford beats him 10 times out of 10. Um, and Daniel Jones coming off of a really good year, but he had to be schemed into that offense. You know what I mean? Like his, the offense is what helped Daniel Jones. You plug and play Stafford into that offense. They're not a... What, what were they, a 10-win team last year? You plug 2021 Stafford in there, they're a 12-13 win team. Um, and I don't think I'm breaking any rules with that. I think the offensive line, they uh, addressed it with adding John Michael Smits, I think that's his name, uh, the center. I couldn't tell you where he's out of, but I think they addressed that. They addressed their, uh, their weapons with adding Jalen Hyatt, adding Darren Waller. The defense is better. I just I don't think Daniel Jones is relied on as much as Stafford. Um so for that reason and a lot of other reasons, his arm isn't as good as Stafford. He above the neck isn't as good as Stafford. He's not as good as Stafford. Give me Stafford over Daniel Jones. And again, not breaking any news here, not doing anything like that. Um, if I'm if I'm a Madden creator, I'm a Madden person. Um, God knows I'm not because Stafford would never be this low and Prescott would never be that high. Give me Stafford at an 81. I think that puts him right below Lawrence where he should be. He's got guys... Uh, let me pull up the list, actually. Uh, I know, um, of course, you've got Mahomes up there. You've got Burrow. You've got Hurts. You've got Allen. Uh, again, let me pull up this list. Uh, that way I know what I'm talking about. Just, you know, that way um, I can give it to you. Here we go. So we've got Mahomes at a 99 We've got Burrow at a 95, Josh Allen at a 94, Jackson at a 91, Hertz at an 88, Herbert at an 87, Prescott at an 87, Rogers at an 86, Cousins at an 84, and Tua at an 83. I'd probably take Stafford over Tua just because of his arm at this point. I think Tua is a is a really decent quarterback, but I don't think he needs to be above Stafford. So that's where I would slide Stafford. I would slide um I would slide T-Law into the top 10. I would slide Stafford in at 11 at an 80, 84, 80, you know, I think I said 81. So probably around there and maybe bump him up a little bit to complete, compete with Tua. Um, but I'd slide 
T-Law up there at 10, Stafford at 11, Tua at uh, 12. So, I mean, it's not, you know, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if it was something like that, you know. But it's not. It's Stafford being disrespected again by the league um, and by Madden just because he plays in L.A. You know, he's had a, a really weird – I mean, he made the top 100 in 2021 for the first time in his career and has – and in, in, the, in the league and around execs and scouts and head coaches, he's always been a top 10 quarterback, but he wins a Super Bowl or, you know, something, I, right? Yeah, it was yeah it was last year off the Super Bowl. He, now, all of a sudden, he's a top 100 player. Now, all of a sudden, he's here. I mean, Cooper Cup had been there, you know, before Stafford was, which I love Cooper Cup, but that, I, no, I don't think I'm right on that. I think I'm wrong because he had his first good year with Stafford, but... I, I, I just can't agree, and I don't understand why the league disrespects Stafford, while Madden disrespects Stafford, while players disrespect Stafford, because part of being in the top 100 is voting from the players. I think it might be all from the players, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Hell, Mac Jones made it his rookie fucking season. Mac Jones, the guy that's about to get benched, the guy that may not be a starter next year for Bailey Zappi. Mac Jones. Ay, ay, ay. Madden, get your shit together or fucking don't make the goddamn game. The fact that that segment was 11 minutes makes me feel a lot better about um, the length of this podcast because I was afraid I was going to give you a shorter podcast because um, Eli had a really good idea where he went through and he gave the stat leaders or his prediction for stat leaders um, – on the 270 Mile Podcast, go check it out. Um, you on YouTube, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast at. Uh, just type in the 270 Mile for the Bears. The Bears. That's just so fun to say. Like if I could be, if I could repick a fandom of a team, it would probably be the Bears, just so I can go around saying the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. Uh, getting off topic though, uh, he he made a his almost his whole podcast. I think it was um, uh, was him talking about his projected stat leaders for the bears and i'm sitting here and i'm writing it down you know you've got your sacks with aaron donald you're receiving touchdowns with cooper cup your rushing yards with cam Akers, and they the rams are not in a state like the bears where they don't know who their starting running back is going to be they didn't have a defensive lineman get over i think it was three or three and a half sacks last year so it was more of a you know for for bears fans and for eli it was a lot harder for him than it is for me. Um, I'm still going to give you some regardless. Uh, and then again, we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, the, the, the schedule, how that plays out. And then I won't take a deep dive into the schedule this episode because I don't want to make it super long for you. Uh, we'll just kind of take a look at it, talk about it maybe just a little bit. But uh, let's start off with our stat leaders, sacks. Aaron Donald. I think I mentioned it. Uh, I'm going to give you my predictions on what I think they'll have. Give me 15 and a half sacks for Aaron Donald this year. Uh, I think that he's going to need to step up. He's going to have to be the Aaron Donald of old. And I think he's coming into one of his last couple seasons. I think this might be it for him. If not this year, then a couple more years of uh, seeing the greatest defensive player ever. Uh, you know, he had a down year last year, five sacks. He uh, got hurt, played, I think, 10 or 11 games, um, 
you know, and I think he's going to come into it. He's going to see the disrespect that he's been getting because he is a 99 again this year in Madden. I think he's going to see the disrespect. He's working hard. He's going to come in, get 15 and a half sacks, be the Rams sack leader, uh, and set up some of these younger guys like a Byron Young, like a Michael Holt or Hoyt, like a Kobe Turner, like a Marquise Copeland, um, and help them get their sacks along with also getting his. So Aaron Donald, sack leader, 15 and a half sacks. INTs was one of the the only one that I really found competition for. Uh, so we got Kobe Durant, who had three last year. Jordan Fuller played in four games. He had zero and Akilah Witherspoon had zero and played in four games as well. He did, however, have three in 2021 through nine games. So um, I'm going to go ahead and give the nod to Kobe Turner, the guy who had interceptions last year, had three. Um, it really depend on who... I think the cornerback that plays, because Jordan Fuller is a safety, so I think it's really between Kobe Durant and Akilah Witherspoon. I think it's really whoever plays CB2 is possibly going to lead the Rams in interceptions next year. Kobe Durant, I think it was more of a CB3, maybe bumped up to a CB2 last year, later in the year. Um, you know, And I think that he had three interceptions, read the ball really well. But I think if Akilah Witherspoon gets beat out by Kobe Durant and is going up against second-tier receivers, I think Akilah Witherspoon leads the Rams in interceptions. Tackles, Ernest Jones. Had 114 in 11 games last year, or 11 games started last year. He played all 17. Um, you know, I, I had he had 114. I have him at 165. I think he's going to be a stud. He's going to start all 17 games, play almost 100% of the snaps. He's going to be the voice, the anchor of the defense. Um, I think he could have a little bit more than this. Actually, I just kind of went on the... The more realistic side, I think, you know, the Rams fan of me saying put him at 170, 175, but uh, maybe even closer to 200. I got to look because I know that Foyasad Aluakon led the league in tackles last year, at least I think. But I know that Foyasad had a lot of tackles last year. Um, I think he can, I think Jones could not lead the league, but I think he's definitely going to lead the Rams. Be that, you know, 100% back guy, just, you know, be an absolute monster um, for the Rams at linebacker. Switching over to offense, of course, receiving touchdowns, Matt Stafford. Uh, receiving touchdowns, go ahead and give me Cooper Cup. He had six last year, played nine games. Um, so I have Cup at 12, just because I think the Rams are going to be more of a run team this year uh, than in years past. I think that that's really going to set up the the play action, the pass game. I think Cam Akers is a major X factor. We talked a lot about Cam in the last episode. Uh, rush yards, last category. Uh, give me Cam. You know, I mean, it, it was it's really that simple. Uh, I think he's going to be the workhorse. I think he's going to be the number one guy. Um, and you know, you're not going to have Kyron Williams. You're not going to have uh, Zach Evans or Sony Michelle lead it if he's if they're not getting the touches. So as long as Cam gets the touches, Cam's going to lead the uh, Rams in rushing yards. He had 786 last year. Give me Cam Akers at 1,100 yards plus next year um, in the rush uh, rushing yards department. So the final thing here before we wrap up is I want to take a look at the Los Angeles Rams schedule with you. Um, and again, I we're not going to go super deep into it. We're not going to go crazy. We're going to talk about 
the schedule. We're going to give you the teams where they're at. Uh, I do have this thing that I gave that um, I have. It's a 50-50. That means that I can see the Rams winning. I can see the Rams losing. Nothing. It wouldn't really surprise me. Uh, there's a couple of them on here. Um, of course, I wrote this article a couple months ago on theschemefit.com. Go over, check it out. Click on Rams. Scroll down. It'll be, will there be uh, playoff football for the Rams? You can get ahead of next week's schedule. You can do your homework and get ahead very early. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I did this a long time ago. Wrote it. Took me, uh, didn't really take me super long, but um, I had a bunch of fun doing it. So we are going to go ahead and jump in with week one at Seattle. Give me a 50-50 on this one. Don't really know how Seattle's going to come in. The whole league has tape on Geno Smith this year. Uh, they see what Seattle's going to do with them. But Seattle did get better offensively, drafting JSN. And they also drafted a running back. Um, uh, I don't know who, what his name is off the top of my head. Uh, I know that they are going to try to run a one-two punch with him and this guy. Um Shoot, I'm really afraid I'm not going to be able to find his name here. Uh, oh, here we are. Took Kenneth Walker. I'm oh, I'm not going to pronounce his name right. Zach Charbonnet. I think that's what his name is. Out of UCLA. Was taken by Seattle. I think they're going to try to run a two, um, two running back set there. I also think that it's just a safety net in case Kenneth Walker gets hurt again this year. Uh, so, again, week one. At Seattle, a 50-50. Week two versus the 49ers. Um, San Francisco really doesn't know who their quarterback is going to be. If I've heard Brock Purdy. I've heard Sam Darnold. I've heard Trey Lance. Uh, whoever is healthy, I think, is who it's going to be. I think if Brock Purdy is healthy, that, then he will start. And I've seen reports where he's going to miss the entire season. And I've seen reports that he'll be ready for week one. So training camp is going to be the be-all, end-all on the uh, – the quarterback situation for the Niners. And as Rams fans, that's something we need to keep up on because if we can get ahead of the 49ers and I think we can be a really good spot for them. Um, I think we can beat them this year uh, just because you don't really know who that quarterback is going to be week three at Cincinnati for a Monday night football. I also put this one as a 50 50. Don't really know which way I'm going to lean. Uh, I know I wish I land on, on my uh, article, but you know, it, it's really tough to see because I think the Rams just match up really well with them. I think they've addressed the offensive line enough, but does it really matter? Is Aaron Donald still going to get home? Plus, it's a Super Bowl rematch. It's in Cincinnati on Monday Night Football. I think the Rams either get blown out or they barely beat them. Uh, I don't really think that it's uh, – I think it could be fairly close, but my gut is telling me we either beat them barely or they just kick our ass and they beat us all over the field. Week four at Indianapolis. I will be at this game. I will be there. It's on my birthday. Give me a 50-50 on this one as well. Um, it, it, it's tough to see because I think the Colts can be really good with Anthony Richardson. But will he be starting? Is he going to be ready? Eh, you know, I, I don't really know which way I'll, uh, I'll lean on this one. Uh, week five versus the Eagles. Eagles are the best team in the league. Uh, one of the best teams in the league. Uh, had Jalen Hurts last year be MVP runner-up if he didn't get hurt. I believe he would have been the MVP of the entire league last year. So uh, I, I'm sure you can tell which way I'm leaning on some of these um, just off of this. But, again, we'll, we'll take a deeper dive into it next time. I'm just kind of going over the schedule here. Week 6 versus the Cardinals, uh, Arizona. I have them losing 
every game this year. So that'll be that one. Week 7 versus Steelers is 50-50. Really, really, really looking forward to this one. This one is on my calendar circled because this is my favorite. This is one of my best friends, Branson, his favorite team. Uh, So I don't really think we'll beat the Eagles. That's Kyler's team, another one of my best friends. But I have this game circled because I think this game is going to be a dog fight. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, Week 8 versus the Cowboys, or excuse me, at the Cowboys, um, 50-50. Shaming face three and two against the Cowboys in his career. Um, I remember there was one game where Gurley just went off. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's another one that's tough. Uh, week nine at the Packers. We have not beat the Packers in Green Bay. I don't think under Sean McVay at all. Um, but there was a request that was put in. According to Cam De Silva, they requested to play them no later than October. They played them the first week. Or no, excuse me, play in. Asked to not play uh, Green Bay any later than October, and that request was denied because they play him, I think, in the first week of November, I think. So, who knows? Week 10 is their bye. Week 11 is versus the Seahawks, another 50-50 game because, I again, I just I don't know what Seattle is going to look like. I think their offense can be really good. I also think it can be really kind of stagnant with uh, second-year Geno Smith. Week 12 at the Cardinals again. I don't have the Cardinals beating anybody. So right now you have the Rams at 2-0. Uh, week 13 versus the Browns at 50-50. I think this is really up against Deshaun Watson. However, Deshaun Watson's playing will determine the outcome of this game. Week 14 at the Ravens. The last time they played the Ravens uh, with Lamar Jackson, they got beat 45-6 to in 2019. So uh, I think we can beat the Ravens this year. I'm just not really for sure on it. Week 15 versus the Commanders, a 50-50. I really am high on the Commanders this year. I'm really excited to see that offense. Um, I think it'll be very close. Um, you know, so I, I'm really excited for this season of NFL. Uh, week 16 versus the Saints on Thursday night football. Um, you know, of course, we played the Saints in the NFC Championship game. Beat them off of a very controversial call. I mean, I didn't think it was a pass interference call. But I'm also a Rams fan and just joking with you. Um, you know. It's tough. I think that the Saints team can be really good, and I also think that they can be really bad. Not a believer in Dennis Allen, so, um, but Derek Carr is a really good quarterback, so he's had bad coaching in his career and led them to the playoffs. Week 17 at the Giants. Still don't have any update on Saquon Barkley. They uh, running backs all just met on last night. Um, you know, and had some big meeting on how they're underpaid. This one is another 50-50 game. Um, I'm really excited to see the Giants this year. I think they can look better and take a step back record-wise. I think they have a really, really, really tough uh, schedule, the Giants do. Uh, So I think they can look better, but take a step back in the wins-loss column. And, of course, we end the season playing the 49ers for the second time. This one is a TBD game um, because they don't know if this is for the division, then it'll be flexed into a wild card, or this will be flexed into a primetime game. If the 49ers suck ass and the Rams suck ass, then this game will not be on primetime. But I would bet more than likely this game is for a division title for either the Rams or the 49ers. Um, So we'll have to take a look and see the schedule there and see how everything plays out. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all I've got for you today. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, I don't know when I'll be back, but best believe 
I'll be back. And next time, we'll take a full in-depth look at that 2023 LA Rams schedule, giving you my predictions on their wins, their losses, their ties. Do they suck? Do they make the playoffs? Do they not? I don't know. You won't know my prediction until we talk again. So this is Drew Pouncing from the Around the Horns podcast, signing off.